The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Alright, got Ashley Vicari back this Saturday Hey Outweigh fam And Ashley, this may not be your final time on the podcast But it's your final of the, the three-week residency yeah. here with me And we're going to talk a little bit about body image today. And I actually saw you put a blog up on the website for the treatment center that you work at, and I'll let you speak to that. But you put up this whole post about body image, which Kat Defada and I have broken down like the different body image things that society has out there on previous episodes. But you shared questions to consider when you're thinking about body image. And I would love for you to go over why you think these questions are important and what they are. And then, you know, I feel like some eating disorder stuff, I don't know, I'm not an expert, could be wrong, like starts with like, 
it, it's deeper than this, but sometimes can start with the whole body image part or, you know, it's almost sometimes what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Right. A- and right. is it, is it society and body image or is it more internal and different things and our thoughts like which, well, our thoughts are dealing with body image, but you know what I mean. So that's what this episode is all about. Kind of knowing what to look for if this body image thought, does that mean disordered eating and eating disorder? Or what is the difference? And then we'll go over the questions to consider, but share with everyone again, where you work and what you do. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me again. Um, It's been a pleasure and would love to talk to you anytime. So yeah, I am a licensed therapist here in the state of Tennessee, and I also work for the Renfrew Center for Eating Disorders. Um, I've been there for five years and work in all sorts of capacities, but I've been doing therapy with them. I do outreach with them. I do teaching and trainings and all sorts of things like that. So, so it's a pleasure to be here and to, to kind of touch on body image and, and what you were saying, Amy, about body image can be one of those first components that somebody notices if they have an eating disorder. It can also be one of the last components that they work through. So it kind of can run the gamut of being with somebody for a long, long time. And just quickly, I'll touch on this about how do, how do I know if I have an eating disorder? How do I know if, if I have body dysmorphia, which is when I look in the mirror and my body looks completely different and I don't understand who that person is, or I see my, you know, I see my body looking very differently than it does. I want to say culturally, and I'm not necessarily saying that I agree or don't agree with this, but culturally it is quite normal to diet. It is quite normal to want to change your body because that is what society has kind of encouraged and told us for years. Right. So it's pretty standard for people to go on diets. And I'm saying this to say Not everybody that goes on a diet has an eating disorder. Also, Mm -hmm. not everybody that goes on a diet has body dysmorphia or has quite intense body image issues that come up. Yeah. And I'll speak to that real quick as a tiny example, because I'm someone that's in recovery. I cannot do whatever my fitness pal, like I can't count my macros. Yeah. There are other people in my life that, sure, they want to understand the protein, carb, fiber, fat. They want that breakdown. Yeah. They are understanding the science of their body. Yeah. It's actually quite fascinating. They are able to do that freely and move on with their day. Yes. It is not all consuming. It is something they find interesting. Yeah. They want to track it. It's for their health. Like mine was obsessive. Yes. Uh, It was part of my eating disorder. I used it. And so, you know, when I've been on four things or here on Outway, like I've kind of said, like delete that app. Like, but that is speaking for me or probably anybody that has an eating disorder or disordered behaviors because it's not going to, in my opinion, serve you. And in my recovery, I've just had to stay away from anything that even appears like a diet or even if it doesn't appear like a diet, but deep down it's secretly a diet, I have to steer clear of it. Yes. And so I just feel like it's my little asterisk here where I just want to say, if you ever hear me say that that's not an app for me as an example or a diet quote for me, other people might be able to do it and it doesn't affect them. 
Yeah. And what, and I want to highlight what you said. You said it's all consuming. Yes. So when we get to the place where it is all consuming, I am extremely distressed about the fact that my body looks a certain way or about the fact that I have to eat the pizza at the party tonight. I'm so distressed that I can't engage in normal daily activity, or I'm so distressed that I actually choose to stop going to the events, right? Mm, Or I'm so distressed that like, I'm just a ball of anxiety or I can't get out of bed. I've got to sleep it off, right? All of those tell me that this is interfering with my life, right? And so that's the point that really we might start to question, is this an eating disorder? Is this something that I really need to seek an eating disorder therapy or therapist about to work through that? So some of the things thinking about body image, that's kind of like our thoughts, our judgment, our perception about our body. It's how I, how I view my body. Also how I feel about it. This can get very wrapped up in the eating disorder. Somebody can also have a lot of body image stuff and not have an eating disorder too. So I just want to label that. Mm, And the thought of the body can still consume you and overwhelm you. And again, if that's the case, we want you to talk to a professional about that, but I have some, I have, um, 10 questions to consider when thinking about body image, we might not get to all of them on this podcast. And if that's the case, feel free to check out the blog at renfrewcenter.com Cause that's where this is. Um, spell that for people. Yes. I'm sorry. Renfrewcenter.com. It's R E N. F R E W center.com. And you can go to the blog section for that. So it, my company is called the Renfrew center for eating disorders. So that's, that's why. And I'll link this blog in the show notes. Cool. Thank you for doing that. So a couple of the questions I have one, what are my body roles? And this might be confusing or kind of challenging initially. Like, what do you mean? What are my body roles? Well, I'll break it down for you. Do you have roles on what type of clothing you wear? Do you wear tight clothing? Do you wear loose clothing? Do you wear clothing that shows your stomach? Do you not wear clothing that shows your stomach? Do you allow your arms to be seen? Do you allow your legs to be seen? Do you wear makeup? Do you not wear makeup? These are all body rules. I think it's fascinating when you can sit down and actually break out your body rules. I do workshops occasionally where I ask people to just simply write down their top five body rules. And so initially people are, are like, well, what again, what is the body rule? And I kind of explain what some of these might be. And by the time we're done with it, even though I've asked them to write down five, often there's more like 10 to 20 (laughs) body Mm -hmm. rules, um, because a lot of times we're culturally and societally, if that's a word told that we have to present ourselves certain ways, right? For example, another rule could be don't wear white after labor day. Is that the rule? Um, yeah, (laughs) only wear it during the summer. Right. Right. But People say we can ignore that rule now, which is what we're saying too about these body rules that you have for yourself. You can go ahead and ignore that. Yeah, you can ignore every single one of them, but (laughs) we want to know what they are. We want to label them. Then 
I like to ask, where did these body rolls come from? And I, I would just encourage any of you that are listening today, like write these questions down and do this for yourself. If you do see a therapist, feel free to take this in. I guarantee you're going to have some insight that you may have not thought about before. So where did these rules come from? Did they come from my, you know, my, my growing up? Did they come from family, friends, society? Where did they come from? Did they come from Instagram? Who knows? Did they come from the person that I idolized the most when I was a teenager, right? Uh, what functions do these rules serve for me? And are they keeping me safe or are they keeping me hidden? Why might that be important for me? Why might it be important for me to feel safe constantly? Or, or why might it be important for me to feel unseen or hidden? Why do I not like being the center of attention? If that makes sense. Again, these are just exploratory questions. Can I practice non-judgment when looking at or thinking about my body? Woof. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a really challenging one. If any of you have ever done the exercise in therapy or not, where you stand in the mirror and you review your body from your head to your toes and you label each body part without judgment, that might be one of the most challenging experiences you have and you can do it. What are your fingers there for? Your fingers are there to help you pick up things. My arms are there so that I can hold my child, you know, whatever labeling those without judgment, but can we be non-judgmental? And I just want to say again, when we're doing this body image work, judgments are going to come up for us. Okay. That's a normal human experience. You are not bad for having a judgment and we want to bring our focus back to the work that we're working on. Right. We want to allow ourselves the space to notice those thoughts and bring us back to this work. That's, that's a little mindful tool for you. Love so it. then another question, am I able to see the purpose, my arms, legs, stomach, et cetera, serve for me, even if I don't like my body, what would respecting my body look like? I want to acknowledge this one. I think this question is huge. Actually, how can I respect the vessel that I live in? Even if I don't like it, that can be really hard for somebody if they have lived years hating the vessel that they live in, if they have lived years degrading themselves or hearing other people degrade them, right? If they've experienced trauma, they often might not want anything to do with the vessel that they are in. Yeah. And, and we can understand that, right? We can understand mm -hmm. why. So this would be great work to do with a therapist. How can I practice respecting the vessel that I live in, even if I don't like it? And again, I want to say, if you've spent years, not liking your body years, hating your body, not loving your body, I would never expect you, nor would I ever want you to switch automatically to loving your body. This is my body. Woohoo. I just don't think that that is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not at all, but just know with, you know, being consistent with these tools and seeking the proper help and bringing the right people alongside you for that encouragement. Yes. There is hope for that. Yes, definitely. In this and it may work. not mean that just when you're in recovery, that's what you live with every single day. Like, right. I don't want to 
it's not all like roses and unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> you're in recovery by yeah. any means. I'm not trying to create some, you know, false future uh, or false expectation. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I lived in a, and I know your next question is, do I plan living with my body rules all my life? And I, I used to think that this is just how I'm going to live. And this is yeah. how it is the rest of my life. Yeah. And it was no way to live. So I say that with a story of hope that if you're feeling that way, yeah. like, but that is a question to ask yourself because yeah. some people might answer, well, yeah, I kind of yeah, just plan on absolutely. living this way the rest of my life. And then yeah. that, if the answer is yes to that, then that's, there's some work to be done because we, yeah. we don't want that for you. We want that freedom and we want that ability to find joy, even if there's something that you don't like about your body. We want you to still be able to live and to love and to engage willfully and joyfully. So yeah, the next question, do I plan on living with my body rules my whole life? Again, another really incredible thing to consider. How would my life be different if I respected my body? And just because you're going through this and you're asking yourself these questions, again, I don't think change is going to happen like this instant, right? This moment. And I do think that you might have some insights that might really encourage you to kind of think about something for a little bit longer. And the more, like Amy said, the more we come back to this, the more we do shift, the more we do change, the better we get, the more recovered we become. And then life becomes more enjoyable. Um, we engage more freely because we want to. So a couple of other questions, what matters most to me outside of my size, weight and or appearance? And, you know, you could even, I would say, add to that question, why do I matter to other people outside of my size, weight or appearance, right? Because guarantee you do. Again, your people love you and your people want to champion you and be in your corner, regardless of what you look like. And then the last question, we talked a lot about this in the last episode, but what role does social or does media or social media play in the way I view my body and what steps can I take to reduce or eliminate the harm of these images or messages? And just something to say here, we talked about not looking at certain apps if we need to, but I would also say social media can be used for fun. You know, Amy, on one of the episodes, you said filters are for fun, right? And, and I agree with that with social media too. It can be used for fun and encouragement. There's a lot of encouraging things out there. So if there's an account that does not encourage you, if there's an account that that you see, and then you question yourself frequently, why don't you go ahead and just take that account off? It's okay to filter and to tailor your social media based on what your needs are. And I know like, I mean, I, I think that like TikTok and Instagram even kind of came under fire for that recently, having things kind of pop up in people's windows, make sure you are tailoring that social media to the things that encourage you to the things that you find hope in follow. If you're following, you know, famous people or influencers, feel free to follow people that look like you look for bodies that look like you so that you can see people living their best life in the body that they have. And that does help give you more confidence, right? So yeah, feel free to tailor that social media a little bit. So those are just some of the body 
questions that I have some of the, yeah, just when, when thinking about body image and, and I would just, again, encourage you to sit down and maybe really take an honest kind of inventory of some of these questions for you and then talk about it in therapy. Cause that's great. <laughs> yeah. And again, in case you weren't sitting here with a pen and paper, as she was listing through the questions or some of them, you know, got mixed in with conversation, I'll just go ahead and isolate the questions and put those okay. in the show notes too. So cool. If you want to hit the link to the blog, great. If not, you can also just pull these or write them down and then spend some time with them. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to answer all 10 right then. Like spend some time with each one and see what comes up when you're reading it and answering it. And Ashley, it has been such a joy having you on the last three weeks. And I know that you'll be coming back. And then also you... Just started a podcast recently yourself? Yes. So with the Renfrew Center, we are launching our first podcast. We have not um, set the launch date yet, but please be on the lookout for that. Please keep checking out our website. It's launching soon. (laughs) And yeah, renfrewcenter.com. And it is an eating disorder recovery center. And it's been around for years and years. And has an awesome reputation. And obviously if Ashley works there, you know that it's, it's a good place. So thank you, Ashley, for your time. And we will have you back on very soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, 
only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.